And it is another week. It's not just any other week. It is Election Day. If you are listening to this live over at Joy620, it is Election Day. This is Andrew Wood, Executive Director, Hope Resource Center. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether that be live at Joy620 or via the podcast at investinghope.com, Google Play, iTunes, Podbeam, Alexa, Amazon, wherever podcasts are found, you can find this show and today is an election special that's what i'm coining it look folks if you are wanting to hear something other than election discussion today this show may not be the show for you (laughs) but what we're going to talk about today is the election because it just so happens that this particular day is the election day so the question that we have is who is going to win is it going to be president trump Is it going to be Vice President Biden? Is it going to be Kanye West? It's not going to be Kanye West. But who's it going to be? That's the question. That's what everybody's been talking about. That's what we have been leading up to. this For the last, really, two years, three years, we have been leading up to this moment. So four years ago, if you'll remember, if you can think back that far, everyone, everyone believed Hillary Clinton was going to beat Donald Trump. Everyone. Look, and even my conservative friends believed Hillary Clinton was going to beat Donald Trump. Every poll believed Hillary Clinton was going to beat Donald Trump. Every poll except for the Trafalgar Group, which we've talked about on this show. Uh, they're the one polling agency that, that had it right. Um, now, there were other polls that kind of had the popular vote correct, saying that Hillary is going to win the popular vote, which we know because of California and New York, some of the larger states that tend to go blue, the popular vote for the Republican candidate is going to be difficult to win. It just is. Uh, I, I'm not expecting the president uh, to win the popular vote. But the Electoral College vote, uh, that's how we win elections because we're a republic. That's the way the founders uh, wanted it to go. That's the way it should be. That means every vote counts, not just the big metropolitan areas, not just big states, but everybody, even in rural communities, your vote matters. And so we have the Electoral College. You need 270 electoral votes to win. And so the question is, who is going to get 270? Who will it be? Well, I have my opinions. You have your opinions. People on social media have their opinions. Pollsters have their opinions. CNN has its opinion. NBC, CBS, ABC have their opinions. Fox News has their opinion. The Blaze Network, all of these media, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro and the folks, they all have their opinions. But the reality is no one knows. We have assumptions. We can look at numbers. We can look at data. And and, and we can look at 2020. Look, this campaign has been going on for years. But, But take all that away. The campaign, the, the election is coming down to what's in the news last. That's what it's coming down to. If you remember the first debate between Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden, it was terrible. No one walked away from that going, my goodness, these guys are amazing. No one. I, I don't know anyone that walked away saying that was a great debate. But the reality is it, 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 it was messy. But it made for great political theater. It made for great ads. That was what they were wanting. They were wanting moments that they could cut and and frame and put on social media and and put in political ads. But think back to the second debate. Not the, well, what was supposed to be the second debate was canceled because they were going to do it via Zoom. And Donald Trump said, absolutely not. And I don't blame him. I would have said, absolutely not as well. 
Then the, the, what was going to be the third debate, which actually ended up being the second debate, much better. Donald Trump was poised. He was presidential. He went after Biden on important uh, topics. Biden kind of flubbed and flabbed on, on certain issues. But I think a lot of folks walked away from that debate saying, we believe Donald Trump won that debate. And then what we have seen is then, you know, Donald Trump right before that debate diagnosed with COVID. He beat COVID. And, and so what you have is 2020, you have the pandemic, you have the economy shut down, you have schools closing back in March. And then we have in really about six months summer um, for, for kids being at home. You have a, a lot of the parts of the country are back into school, but still parts of the country. Think about this. Now, if you're local here in Knoxville, here in Tennessee, look, we've been in school. Kids are playing football. I went to a high school football game last week. You're going to Vols football games. You're going out. You're going out to dinner. You're going to church. That's what we're having here in Knoxville, here locally. But there are still parts of the country that you can't do that. You can't go see a high school football game. Kids are not back in school in person. And so what we have is, is we have, over the last few weeks, some things have kind of bubbled to the surface. And where we weren't really sure, was it clear cut? What, what type of presidential candidate were we getting in Donald Trump? What type of presidential candidate were we getting in Joe Biden? Well, what happened over the last few weeks is it's, it's been clear. You have one candidate in the president saying, we're not going to shut the economy down again. We're not going to shut the country down again. We're not going to keep your kids out of school. We need to get back to school. And then you have another candidate in Joe Biden saying, yeah, we're probably going to shut the country down again. Yeah, we're going to mandate masks. Yeah, kids probably need to be at home. Yeah, you, you probably shouldn't have Thanksgiving with your family. You probably shouldn't have Christmas with your family. You shouldn't go to Christmas parades. You shouldn't go to, to football games. You shouldn't be able to go to concerts. You have the governor in Michigan saying that if you go to, out to a restaurant, the restaurant has to take your name and address. Are you kidding me? You see, and so... I posted this yesterday because, because I think it's important. What we have is a lot of folks, a lot of folks believing that Twitter and Facebook are reality. You see, that that couldn't be further from the truth. You have people like my dad, doesn't have the internet, doesn't have Facebook, doesn't have Twitter, listens to talk radio, milks cows twice a day, goes to church on Sunday, sings in the choir. There's a lot of folks like him. You, you have people that, that aren't worried and, and concerned about politics every day of their life. But if you get on Twitter, if you get on Facebook, it seems as if that's all people think about. You have people that are living their life understanding that COVID is real, but also understanding they're not going to shut down their life because of this virus. But if you get on cable news and you get on social media, you'd feel like if as soon as I walk out today into the street, there's going to be dead bodies everywhere. That's not reality, folks. So this election is going to show us what reality is. And I think we, we have two very different candidates. And over the last uh, week or so, what we have seen is those candidates really show their cards. And so what does that look like? That looks like President Trump over the weekend. On Sunday, he started in Michigan at about 8 a.m., it was snowing. He had around 30,000 people at the rally. He ended on Sunday after a bunch of rallies in between in Miami, Florida, 
with a campaign rally at midnight with 30,000 people at that campaign rally. He had a rally in Pennsylvania with 60-plus thousand people showing up. He's had rallies everywhere. So what I've been telling people is don't – you should be able to trust your eyes. We're living in a weird time where even when we see something with our own eyes, we're asked to not believe it. And so what we've seen is thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people show up at these rallies. What we have seen is Trump parades on the water. We've seen it here locally in Norris. We've seen it all across the country. You've seen uh, Trump parades on the road. People gathering together organically with Trump flags and banners and, and driving together. There was one in Arizona over the weekend. They were all parked on the side of the road for 96 miles, bumper to bumper. Somebody estimated that's about 17,000 cars. Never seen anything like it. I was talking to my dad yesterday, and I said, never in my lifetime. And he, he interrupted me, and he said, no, not just in your lifetime, in my lifetime. Never have we seen a political candidate get this much enthusiasm. Barack Obama wasn't able to do it, especially in his second term. Ronald Reagan wasn't able to do it. George H.W., Bill Clinton, George W., none of them were able to do it. We... This is a, uh, it's strange, I'll admit that. I didn't expect it. But that's where we are currently. And so what, what you have is leading up to election day, the last few days, the last week before election day, is you have those candidates really getting out there and talking. You have President Obama touring with Joe Biden. You have Joe Biden struggling with his language and with his speech, saying things that don't make any sense, making up words. And then you, you contrast that with, with Donald Trump, and he looks like he's full of energy. He's out there dancing on the stage. He's happy. He's energetic. He's excited. You take the polls away, and I know some of you will say, well, why would you do that? I'm just saying for right now, if you, if you remove the polls and you just look at the energy and excitement of each, each campaign, you would say Trump's going to win in a landslide, not just the Electoral College, but the popular vote. Now, do I think that's going to happen? I don't, I don't think he's going to win the popular vote. And I'll tell you my prediction about the election uh, toward the end of the show. But we have very different candidates to vote for. In Donald Trump, you have a populist. You have someone that, that cares deeply about this country. You have someone that would say, America first. You have someone that would say, we're not going to continue to go to wars. He's the first president in a very long time that hasn't started a war. He's actually brought troops home. In Donald Trump, you have somebody that has... Um, brought peace into the Middle East, have partnerships with, with Israel and other partners in the Middle East that, that we have been trying to get done for years. And it's starting to happen. You have the greatest economy we've ever seen before the pandemic. Literally the greatest that we've ever seen. Unemployment at record lows, not just with the populace, with, with black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment, everything, record lows. And then the pandemic hits. We shut down the economy. We shut down the country. Unemployment skyrockets. And then what did we see last week? Right before the election. We saw a growth in the GDP by 33%, the largest growth we've ever seen since they've been uh, recording it. So when they say it's a V recovery, that means it dipped really low. And now it's shooting up the mountain. Unemployment's getting back under double digits. 
Gas prices low. Why? Because we are energy independent in this country. Because of fracking and other things. And so the difference is clear. You know, four years ago, a lot of folks had, had an issue with voting for Donald Trump. A lot of conservatives had an issue with voting for Donald Trump. Why? Because there was no record. Here we have someone that we would have considered a New York liberal vying for the presidency with an R beside his name, and we didn't know if he was going to hold up his end of the bargain. Where the last four years, it's pretty clear he has done that. There was an article the other day that I read that said, if you could just push the mute button and just look at the record, he, he could arguably be called the most conservative president we've ever seen. That's an interesting take. And so the difference is clear today. You have voters in Pennsylvania going, do we want fracking? Do we want our industrial jobs to stay in place? Or do we want to support a president that wants to take all the uh, fossil fuel industry out and the oil industry out, which is what Joe Biden has said multiple times? So I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I will say when we get back, we're going to talk about it, specifically Florida. Whoever wins the presidency needs Florida, and they need Pennsylvania. Ohio would help as well. Well, When we come back, I'm going to look at some of the numbers out of Florida already, some of the numbers out of Ohio already that one could argue, one could argue President Trump already today, before the polls have closed, has already won Florida and Ohio. Just by looking at the numbers and who's voted so far. What we know without a doubt is we may possibly have the largest voter turnout we've ever had. Which is good. We'll talk more about it when we come back. Something has to break. Something has to So what state do we always end up talking about? If you're listening to the show and, and you're uh, my age or older, uh, there's some folks. I was talking to somebody the other day and I brought up, you remember in 2000 what happened in Florida and they looked at me like I was uh, had three heads. Why? Because they were super young. And of course they don't remember what happened in Florida in 2000. But, but what happened in Florida in 2000 is, uh, if you'll remember, it was, it was, they were fighting over about 700 and something votes, George W. and Al Gore. And ultimately, George W. ended up winning the, the election. And so Florida has been the, one of the key states, one of the key states to uh, securing the victory for whoever is running for president. They need Florida. That's just the truth. And, and what we know is the last time a Republican won the White House without Florida was in 1924 when Calvin Coolidge did it. You knew that, of course. Whoever claims victory in 2020 will need Florida. And looking at the latest numbers out of Florida, I think the incumbent, Donald Trump, probably feels pretty good right about now. Now, why is that? Looking at the numbers out of Florida, 
in terms of early voting already and those that have already voted today. In, in, in 2016, Donald Trump won Florida. I think it was about, by about 1.2%. That equaled about 115,000 votes. He won the state of Florida by 115,000 votes, roughly. Today, right now, as I speak, the Florida GOP vote now leads the Democratic vote. And again, we're just basing this on now, of course, of course, there's going to be Republicans that vote for Biden and there's going to be Democrats that vote for Trump. We know that. But just looking at registered voters and who they are affiliated with in terms of their party, right now, the Florida GOP vote is leading the Democratic vote vote by over 143,000 votes. Again, in 2016, they won, uh, Republicans won the state. Donald Trump won the state by 115,000 votes. He's already ahead of that pace. Some arguing that he may win Florida by two to four points instead of 1.2. So again, the, the Republican lead there just by registered voters. Over 143,000 votes. I'm looking at something right now that's saying Trump should win Florida by five points, possibly. That would be huge. Now, why would that be huge? That doesn't mean that he, he guarantees to win the election. What it means is Florida is one of those swing states that kind of helps us see. It helps us see what the other swing states may do because it gives us a pulse of other swing states. So if, if he's performing this well and outperforming the Democrats this well in Florida, what does that mean for North Carolina? What does that mean for Georgia? What does that mean for Pennsylvania? What does that mean for Ohio? What does it mean for Nevada? You see, that, that's why this is important. And, and, and I think when we, when we get a grasp of that, and we look at the enthusiasm that, that, is, that is coming along the way. I saw a poll out earlier today that said, of course, exit pollings, you, you take them with a grain of salt, but it was asking, were you voting for Trump voting for Biden or voting against Trump or voting against Biden. And the vast majority of folks that voted for Trump did so because they were voting for Trump. The vast majority of folks that actually were pulling the lever for Joe Biden did so out of uh, hate for the president. So they're saying, I'm voting against Trump by voting for Biden. But if you voted for Trump, many people were saying, I'm voting for Trump. It has nothing to do with the other candidate. In terms of my, my disdain for the other candidate, I'm actually energized and excited about voting for Donald Trump. That is what many people were saying as they were exiting the polls. It's, it's similar to when I was in college. And, and when, when George W. was running against John Kerry, if you'll, if you'll think back, I was at MTSU. I was in college, political science major. Every day in class, we were debating and arguing. I loved it. It was right up my alley. And I remember asking students, my, my fellow students, Hey, why are you voting for John Kerry? And they would say, well, because Bush is an idiot. Uh, because Bush is this. Because Bush is that. And I would say, look, I, I didn't ask why you didn't like George W. Clearly, you don't like George W. Why are you voting for John Kerry? Tell me why you're voting for that man without mentioning George W. And you know what? Very few of them could tell me anything. Because the, the, their whole motivation was their hate for the other candidate. Now, look, that, that is okay. But, but driving people to the polls with hate is not going to win you an election. It's just not. When you have the Amish in Pennsylvania having Trump parades in their horse and buggies with Trump flags, 
he's connecting with folks on another level. Name me a candidate that can have Ice Cube, 50 Cent, and the Dutch, Amish, on their team. Yeah, you can't. Because we've never seen anything like this. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I've never seen anything like it. And, and as someone that studies this and enjoys this and looks back even at, at past elections, I can't even say it makes a lot of sense. But what it does say to me is the enthusiasm is off the charts. And what it also says to me is the narrative of shutting down the country, shutting down schools, shutting down sporting events, shutting down college football, politicizing the NFL, politicizing the NBA. You see, that narrative, that narrative only works if Twitter and Facebook is real life. But if Twitter and Facebook is not real life, then that narrative is not going to work. And, I, and we can easily explain this. You look at the, the NBA championship, LeBron James and the Lakers won. Who watched it? Very few people. Tucker Carlson the other night had a, had a show where he interviewed uh, a Biden family friend that is, has become a whistleblower talking about the relationship with Hunter Biden. Seven million people watched that Tucker Carlson show. Much more than the NBA championship. You see, so, so when, we, when we look at real life versus social media, we see clearly there's something else going on here. Look, folks, people are ready to get back to church. People are ready to get their kids back to school. People are ready to get back to Thanksgiving dinner. People are ready to get to Christmas. They don't want to shut down. And when the data doesn't match those shutdowns, people get frustrated. And then when you have a candidate, if you remember the last debate, when you have Joe Biden say, I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to transition away from the oil industry and fossil fuels and fracking, he even surprised Trump when he said it. Trump even said, well, that's a, that's a big statement. So you have people in Pennsylvania, you have people in Texas, people in Oklahoma, in the Dakotas saying, well, hold on, Joe. Well, this isn't the direction we want to go. You have suburban moms saying, well, hold on, I, I really like the cost of gas right now. I really like the cost of gas right now, and you're telling me we're going to get rid of the oil industry. For once in our lives, we have energy independence as this country, and, and you're going to get rid of that. So these Florida numbers that we're seeing, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because it may be telling us and forecasting for us what to expect out of Georgia, what to expect out of Ohio, what to expect out of North Carolina and these other swing states. I think Trump wins Florida. I think Trump wins Ohio. I think the early voting numbers already told us that. Even before today, I think we already saw that. What we're seeing is Texas, even before lunchtime today, Texas was at 100, 106% of their total votes from 2016, meaning before lunchtime on election day, they already had more people vote in Texas than they did four years ago. So the election turnout is going to be huge. We know that. The question is, what direction is it going?
That's going to be the fun part to find out. We'll talk more when we come back. I've got to testify. You've been real, real good to me. So as we continue the conversation today, it is election day. It is the day. That, look, I've, I've been, I've had texts with people today. I've had uh, phone calls. <laughs> My mama called me a while ago and she was like, hey, uh, and yeah, I said a while ago and not a while ago because that's how we say it in Cornersville. But my mama called me and she was like, what are you thinking? What, what's happening? And, uh, and so I was talking with her. Then another friend of mine called so we could talk about what's happening. I've been telling folks, this is my Super Bowl. You have no idea how big of a nerd I am when it comes to politics. Okay. So this is my wife even called me earlier and she said, what time are you going to get home? And I told her what time I thought I'd be home. And she said, now, are you going to immediately go into the living room or can you like help me with a couple things before you watch the election? And I said, well, that depends. How long is it going to need? How long are you going to need me to be helping you? Because this is my night. I've been telling you, this is my night. I don't ask for a lot. I've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies already. That's all we do at night. And I'm happy to do that. I'm the one that, that instigates that. But the election night is the night. I get this every four years. Let me have it. Let me have it. Okay. And so that's why we're talking about it today is because it's important. This is, look, I, I posted this this morning. Today, millions of people, millions of people will go will wake up. They woke up this morning. They got in their car. They drove to their precinct and they went and voted. Millions of people did that. They stood in line next to people that disagreed with them. They st Republicans standing in line next to Democrats. Democrats standing in line next to Libertarians. Libertarians standing in, in line next to Green Party members. Green Party members standing in line next to anarchists, which would make no sense why they were voting. But let's just say it. So you have all of those... Uh, all that diversification, you have, you have white people standing next to black people, standing next to Asian people, to Hispanic people, to, to fill in the blank. Every single race and color represented out voting today. Millions out voting today. And, and there will be a few tonight and maybe tomorrow and, and a few days uh, going into the weekend that will try to disrupt, create harm. They'll try to riot and they'll loot and they'll try to make... Uh, regardless of who wins, they'll, they'll try to, I think if one person wins, you'll see a little bit more of that. But, but regardless, I think that you'll have some people do that. But here's the reality. The vast majority of the populace, tomorrow morning, they'll get up, they'll get their kids ready for school, they'll drink their cup of coffee, they'll get in their car, they'll go to work, and they'll live their lives. They'll be at barbecues this weekend together, they'll watch a football game together, how awesome is this country? Like that, That's not just me throwing that out. How awesome is this country that every four years we come out together and, and in essence have a civil war at the ballot box. We debate and we argue and we, we go back and forth and then we fill in those bubbles or we click the button or however that voting occurs. And then we walk back out and we get on about our lives. How awesome is that truth? 
You've had generations in this, in, this, in this world that would have literally gave everything to have that be the case. Do you understand that? And, and frankly, we have our founders and, and people that, that came before us that did, in fact, give everything so that we could have what we have today. So there will be some that say this is the worst time in history. No, no, it's not. There's no greater place, no greater time than right now, today, in the United States of America to be alive than right now at this moment in this time. Believe that because it's true. And so do I have friends that are going to vote differently than I do? Absolutely. The question is, are they still my friends after Election Day? Do I have family members that are going to vote differently than me? Absolutely. The question is, are they still family members after Election Day? Do I have people that I go to church with that are going to vote differently than me? Yes. Are they still brothers and sisters in Christ after Election Day? So, see, this energizes me, and it gets me excited, and I love to look at the numbers and the data and and, and analyze all of it. I, I really enjoy it. You may not, but if you've stuck around this long, then I guess you do. But the question is, is how we act after Election Day. Sure, we're going to hear stories of voter fraud. We're going to hear stories of, of certain polling places mismanaging and doing the wrong thing. We may hear of a bag of mail-in ballots be thrown in the garbage. But that is not systematic, and that is not happening all over the country. It's just not. It's not. You see, your, your voice should be heard. The, the problem is people, when people say, go out and vote, go let your voice be heard, if they were honest, most of them would say, only if you agree with me, then let your voice be heard. But I, I think what we're going to find is there's a lot of folks that have been quiet during this election. There's a lot of folks that, that have been quiet over the last four years. There's a lot of folks that, that have been just living their lives, watching what's going on. And today is the day that they let their voice be heard. So what does that mean? Who do I think is going to win? What do I think the outcome is going to be? That's the question. You might not have had that question. It might not have, you might not have cared what I think. But the question is, where do we think this will all fall? Who wins? Who is the president? Does President Trump keep the White House? Does Joe Biden keep the White House? So that's the question. That's the question. Well, my answer, here's what I believe. Here's what I believe is going to happen. I do think Trump is going to win the election. I think Trump is going to get well over 300 electoral votes. I think Trump wins Florida. I think Trump wins Ohio. I think Trump wins Michigan. I think he wins Wisconsin. I think he possibly even picks up Minnesota. I think he wins Iowa, Missouri, Louisiana, Arkansas, of course, Tennessee. North Carolina could go any way, but I think he wins North Carolina. I think he wins Nevada. I think he wins Arizona. Pennsylvania's still up in the air. I have it going in his direction. 
but it's still up in the air. But I think he wins it. I think he wins Texas. And so the question is, what does that mean? That, that means a lot of the country is red. That's what that means. But that means, you know, Biden would win New Mexico, Colorado, California, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, Virginia, New York, New, all the New England states. And so the question is, what does this mean? Will we know tonight? Will this be drug out over uh, the week? Will this be drug out over months? I don't know. But, but here's, here's what I do know. Regardless of what that looks like, I think we all can pray for a landslide of some sort tonight. Either way. I, I mean, I think all of us would want to see it end tonight. Meaning we are clearly, we clearly have a winner at the end of the night. Now, what we've seen over the last week is the momentum's definitely in the favor of President Trump. It's, I don't think anybody can deny that. Even if you're a Democrat, you can't deny the momentum is, is not in the favor of Trump. It, it is certainly in his favor. And, and this is, it's quite amazing that, that he's been able to do that, even with all that's stacked up against him when it comes to cable news and, and publications and, and social media and censoring and, and all of those things, that he can still get to that place where the momentum is on his side is, is just remarkable. Never seen anything like it. We may, we may never see anything like it again. But, but that's where I think. I think Trump wins. I think uh, roughly my final, my final guess, again, there's a, there's a website you can go to, 270towin.com. And it's kind of like a March Madness bracket. You can fill it out. And so 270towin.com, you can fill out what states you think will go red and which states will go blue. Uh, mine, by, by me filling it out, I have roughly Trump winning 321 electoral votes and Biden winning 217. Again, for me, the toss-ups that I put in the red camp that, that I put toward Trump that could go either way, Minnesota, that one's up in the air. That could certainly go toward, toward Biden. Uh, North Carolina, heavy suburban area, that could go toward Biden. Uh, Georgia is one of those that we're not sure about, but I do think it's going to go toward Trump. Florida and Ohio again. I think Florida and Ohio were in Trump's camp even before the election day. I think early voting alone, what we saw in the numbers was, was Trump had Florida and Ohio, Florida and Ohio in the bag. Michigan's a big one uh, that, that Trump would like to have, uh, that, that Democrats would love to have, uh, but we'll see. But I, I do think Trump wins all the Rust Belt states. Uh, I think he has Iowa in the bag. And there you go. That's my prediction. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll see if I'm correct. Uh, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. That's the fun of this. Uh, no one really knows. But, but what we do know, uh, and this isn't cliche, this is the truth. We serve a God that's sovereign over all of this. So whether we have an election day or not, God is involved and, and understand, or, or is very much involved and engaged in this process. And we trust him for that. But he's called us to be active and engaged in the process as well. So it's okay to want a winner. It's okay to be involved and it's okay to vote. But our hope cannot just be put in whoever occupies the Oval Office. It can't. We trust in God that sits on the throne while we try our best to operate and engage 
in the society that he's put us in. We'll talk more about that when we come back. So as we finish up today, it is election day, and wherever you are right now listening to this, maybe you're listening a few days later, and you're going, it's not election day, it's after election day. Uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're listening on your way home today, and you're thinking, man, I can't wait to get on the couch, eat me a Red Baron pizza, and then follow that up with popcorn, because that's what I'm going to do. If, if you're going to do that, then hopefully this was like your pregame. So if you're a Vols fan, if you're a college football fan, we always tune in to the pregame uh, conversations about what to expect, what's the defense going to do, what's the offense going to do, the interview with the coach and all those. Hopefully this sets you up for that pregame to, to get really, just get, get, get your pajamas on, get your sweatpants on, get your blanket, get on the couch and park as you see the returns roll in. Now, now look, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Maybe I gave you a false sense of hope today, and, and I apologize for that. Maybe I crushed all of your dreams today, and you were like, I was really expecting Biden to win, and now with everything you're saying, I don't feel good about that. That wasn't my, my, uh, my goal. My goal was to simply give you some information and make a prediction because I'm on the air every week. It only makes sense that I make a prediction, and that was my predict prediction that, that President Trump would win. Another interesting thing that I didn't get to talk about was if you get if you log on to Facebook right now, at the top of the page, it says, uh, at the top of the page, if you're in Tennessee or whatever state you're in, it says, you know, this many people have said that they voted in, in your state. Join them. You know, push this button and join them in saying you voted uh, as well. Well, it's interesting because Facebook is telling me that over 6 million people have said they voted in Tennessee. So when I log into Facebook, it says, over 6 million people have, have participated in the election in Tennessee. Join them today by clicking this button. Uh, but you see, this is why I told you not to believe everything you read on the internet. Because there are just under 4 million registered voters in Tennessee. So it would be impossible for over 6 million to have voted in Tennessee when there's only right at 4 million registered voters. So remember that. In whatever state you're in, you can look at the number. Look at the number that Facebook tells you, and then, and then just simply Google how many registered voters are there in North Carolina. How many registered voters are there in Florida? How many registered voters? You can find those. That's public knowledge. Go find that number and see if it matches. It's not going to match. Now, why is it not going to match? It's not going to match because there's people that are at UT that live in another state, and they click that button. There's people that, uh, that might have clicked that button twice. There's people that that traveled somewhere and their Facebook kept that location. So when they got back and they actually live in Tennessee, when they clicked it, it said they voted in, in North Carolina. All I'm saying is, if we can work hard, if we can work hard to actually open our eyes, look up, and, and feel free to believe what your eyes are telling you. I feel like in, in 2020, we're, we're being asked to not believe what we are seeing with our own eyes. 
you're being told, oh, those numbers don't matter. The, you know, 60,000 coming to a rally in Pennsylvania in frigid temperatures don't matter. 50,000 or, or 30,000 coming to a Miami rally at midnight, that doesn't matter. You see, we're being told that these things don't matter. Seven million watching Tucker Carlson in one night. He averaged over five million viewers a night in the month of October. You see, we're being told that doesn't matter. All I'm saying is open your eyes and see for yourself. Believe what you are seeing. Sometimes what we read isn't true. Sometimes the polls don't tell us the truth. But open your eyes and just look around you. And I think it's important. One last thing that I will say. And and I think it's important to end the show this way. If Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris win the White House. Joe Biden is the president. Harris is the VP. The Biden-Harris administration will be the most pro-abortion administration this country has ever seen. Full stop. That's not hyperbole. that's That's not me just blowing smoke. That is the truth. That administration will be the most pro-abortion administration this country has ever seen. They will do all they can to get taxpayer-funded abortions in this country. They will start paying for abortions all over the world. They will continue to fund Planned Parenthood at half a billion dollars a year. All of those things will continue to happen. Vote your heart. Vote your conscience. It's important. It's been fun. I'll talk to you next week.